Hey y'all, what's up? I know it's been a super long time since I've done an episode, but I've been busy. I've been working on my day job and you know how they say don't quit your day job. Well, you know, I got one of those. Um, Still working on a proper intro. Maybe I'll figure out how to plug one in this time around so I can just not jump in super duper dry um so much has been going on this is two cents for conversation i'm your host vj um welcome back i know i've missed y'all i've missed y'all i missed y'all like i miss my kids working at the school which is what my day job is i work at high school and I miss y'all like I miss my kids. It's still crazy. It's still the coronavirus out here. Pandemic. All hell is still breaking loose as always. Everybody's acting a goddamn ass. I'm in my office, so if I don't seem as loud and passionate as I usually do, it's because I'm trying to keep my voice down. But I'm the only one in here. So, there's that. Yeah, like, usually I'm a counseling office secretary usually kids and counselors and principals are running in and out but nobody's here plus half of us are remote so like the office managers are all gone today and shit like that so it's like literally like three of us here today which is cool I mean it's a lot of me time so maybe I'll start doing my podcast more regularly since I have my office to myself and all that good stuff. But we'll see how this sounds. If y'all can't hear me or if I'm talking too low or whatever, you know, we'll try a different way. That's all it is. That's all it is. Um, yeah, I have a lot of time in my office. I try, I mean, when I don't have to do work, I don't have. And that's why, like, I take two days remote session or I work remotely for two days out the week because I get like three emails a day and I'm done. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other shit I need to do. But the only thing I need to do, I haven't gotten the information that I need. So, I don't know, maybe I'll take a walk around campus and do what I need to do or some shit. I don't know. It's finally starting to cool off. That's another reason why I haven't been doing the podcast because... Usually I do it outside, like in the car or something, so people don't be in my business in my house. You know how black households are. Everybody's always in your business and shit. And it's been like wild as fuck out here. We've had fires. It's been droughts. It's been heat waves. And I think the heat waves were just so much more intense because we have fires out here and the clouds and the fire heat the actual heat from the fire just condenses the actual weather in our area so much more like i was probably like i don't know they say it was about 250 acres worth of fires in my area and I would say like I'm within three, I was within three miles of those fires. So the mountain fires are in the mountains. I'm like 
three mile within three miles of the mountain. So everywhere from where I work, where I live, where I kick it, like it, it just spread all across from where I was. So it's really bad. I got, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sick. Um, I'm not sick with anything bad. Um, you know, just natural things. So I'll probably release the news on a podcast a different day, but whatever. Um, I'm just really sensitive right now. So the fires just made me feel twice as sensitive. So I, it's very hard for me to keep focus on things because I get so like woozy and everything super easily. But nonetheless, I'm here. I got peer pressured into making a podcast from my beloved um he's always supporting me so shout out to him and he's like you need to do this more and I'm like all right whatever I'll probably do one tomorrow since you're pressuring me but whatever I've been wanting to do one I don't know I just get nervous like I'm so self-conscious like I don't know it's the Virgo in me or what but I just get so self-conscious and like Woo, I've been having so much to say about the shit that's been going on in the world. And it's like, I don't want to be, with the shit that I say, I don't want to come off as counterproductive when it's just actual constructive criticism. So let's jump into it and fuck the bullshit. So, so much has been going on with Meg Thee Stallion versus Tory Lanez, Donald Trump versus America. What else has been going on? sex versus conservative ship like everything so we'll jump into it so a couple months just as a recap a couple months ago mega stallion tory lanes apparently were dating some incidents happened in the hollywood hills at a party she ended up getting shot in her foot and it's been wild ever since excuse me so um where do I even want to start it's so messy it's just a messy thing in general like I wanted to say so much more about this in earlier podcasts but I think I mentioned it before like I don't want to be counterproductive to empowering black women because I get it like it's 2020 fuck the bullshit black women need to be respected more and I can as part of that um demographic I totally agree but you know sometimes your sometimes your personal moral stances do conflict with the general cause so I try to not be counterproductive but at the same time it's like ooh, so many things I personally feel about this so like one of those things is she got shot they started going back and forth his camp was telling people she's lying she came on ig and was like no fuck them this nigga shot me yada 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 i was walking away this nigga shot me he wanted to talk shit i was trying to be cool now i'm gonna let the cat out the bag and since then, the WAP video with Cardi B featuring her blew up. 
she, now she just had an SNL performance. Um, you know, you know what they say, all publicity, all news is good news. Like, even if it's out of your hurt and pain or something positive. Sorry about that. Uh, one of my coworkers came in. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, she had a recent performance on SNL over the weekend. All this good stuff, right? So, off the jump, I'm a Meg Thee Stallion fan. Um, I do like her. I think her raps are fucking hard. Um, I know that sounds so corny to say it like that, but whatever. Um, you know, she got bars. I like her. I like that, you know, she's a tall, big, plus-sized woman. And she's, like, the, one of the main sex symbols in the music industry at the moment, which is, you know, refreshing to see. She's dark-skinned, and she's becoming a beauty icon in her sense, which is a good, you know, good look for a dark-skinned, plus-size woman. Um, You know, hopefully, I mean, she hasn't debuted her actual, like, CD, like an actual 16-length 16 track length CD so I'm hoping you know because she's taking her time it's about to be one hell of a project um but you know I don't have no complaints about her mixtapes lately or her mixtapes in general um I respect her as a FMC you know what I mean I'm, root I'm rooting for her Tory Lanez I don't even listen to that nigga on a good day he, his shit never caught my ear. He sounds like every other nigga. He doesn't have his own individual voice. And what the fuck he raps about is not my particular cup of tea. He's a real, like, flashy-ass rapper to me. There's only, like, one song I like of him. And because it featured a rapper, he it featured a rapper I like. And unfortunately all this shit happened so in support of Megan I was like I'm not about to give this nigga streams I didn't like this nigga anyway I think I said this before like after I saw one IG video of him or some interview video of him talking about he pretty much went on a male ego rant about tricking or buying women shit and pretty much one of those archaic rants of or them same old, same old rants of niggas talking about why the fuck they gotta buy women shit if they can't even, if women can't even afford it and everything. And talking about what a woman is worth and all this other shit. And it's like, shut the fuck up, nigga. Like, first of all, if you gotta say that shit, <laughs> I hate to sound like a trick or a or gold digger or whatever y'all hating ass niggas wanna call it, but... If you got to really put it out, all that shit, that type of shit out there, if you got to really make your case of point of why you shouldn't buy somebody something, that probably means you can't buy them nothing. And you ain't getting nobody to buy anything for. Okay? Let's keep it real. It's one of those things. If if you got it, you ain't got to say nothing. If If it's nothing to be said, like, the fact that you really got to go on this immature-ass rant tells me a lot about a man 
Like, and I said some shit like on a on a post of the video was like, if you ain't tricking, <laughs> if you ain't you it, you know what they say, it ain't tricking if you got it. And so many like a couple niggas were hating and shit, and I'm just kind of like, and and it was funny because my point actually made its case in point because all the niggas that had say had to say something were just saying off the wall ignorant ass shit. Like, some niggas call me a prostitute and shit. I'm like, and I wasn't mad that they called me a prostitute, but I was just so offended because I have a very wholesome job. So it's just like, sir, you don't even fucking know. Like, I work with kids. Like, I'm like the farthest, furthest thing from a fucking prostitute. Like, I ain't never sold a pussy a day in my fucking life. Like, so it just goes to show, like, the ignorant cosigns ignorant. So I ain't never really rock with Tory Lanes, even on a personal scale. Like there's some niggas where I can separate their personality from their music, or I take their personality in their music. It goes both ways. This nigga, I don't like either or. So I I ain't too surprised that he's in the mess that he's in because suckers do sucker shit. Now, what's recently happened? is for since this whole incident's happened he hasn't said anything his camp has been the one saying stuff he hasn't particularly said anything and then meg has been meg the stallion has been saying all her shit right and i'm gonna wrap this up because you know what i don't want to make it a gossipy thing or a tmz type of podcast where i'm just talking about current events i'm gonna make an actual point out of it so he hasn't said nothing, but recently he dropped an album entirely dedicated to explaining himself. And not a lot of people are happy. And and then on the same note, a lot of people have flipped their side and their perception of the situation. Um, I didn't listen to the album. I just listened to the critics. Like I said, I don't even listen to that nigga on a good day. And I'm definitely not going to stream this nigga, give him the numbers, how he's pretty much going to be bullshitting about the situation. Because cause that's what I get, got from it, is that he was bullshitting for the most part. Um, How do I want to do this? So, it's going to come off as I'm on his side, but I'm not. All I'm going to say is a lot of people are mad that he's he a lot of people are mad that he dropped the album to explain himself and he kind of forced people who are nosy to hear the album and to give him the numbers and people are just mad that he shot Meg the Stallion and it's a hot political climate and it's a hot social political climate right now with the shooting of Breonna Taylor and Black Lives Matter and things like this. And so it it's really triggering right now for black women with this whole situation. Meg got shot, isn't really getting justice. Breonna Taylor got shot up from a house raid from the cops, um, didn't really get justice in, in current events, she's her family did receive a settlement, a really hefty settlement. But um, there's a lot of, like, crazy shit happening with that case. 
Um, emotionally, I can't really dig too much more into it because as a person who observes politics and personally knows how to break down this type of shit and who's observed history, um, it's going to be a lot of energy going into it. So yeah, it's like a really, hold on. Sorry about that. I had a student call in case y'all heard the phone ring. But yeah, it's a hot climate right now. Um, where did I leave off? Because my coworker came in to talk to me. Um, yeah, so being a person that observes history and watches politics and, you know, kind of has a hobby in it, it's going to be a lot of energy going into the Breonna Taylor case. And I, I personally just can't anymore. It's too depressing and it's too frustrating for me. And I, I, I can admit it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, it's a very sad situation, so I'm not going to get into it. But it's a hot climate right now So for black women. So it, Tory Lanez's album addressing the Meg Thee Stallion case was very triggering. So a lot of people were emotionally biased and, um, you know, a good portion of criti criticism came from not even being fans of Tory Lanez. Um, yeah, like I said, I listened to other critics on it. I will, so I will say this. A lot of people were mad at those points. But I don't, the only thing I have a problem with when it comes to the court of public opinion is two things. Number one, I, I'm not a big fan of criticizing situations that you have a biased opinion on. Like, I, I may not be a fan of Tory Lanez, but I'm not letting me, I'm not letting my personal opinion of him in a regular case overshadow observing this case. And looking at it objectively um you know what I mean like and, pe and a lot of people tend to do that like it's kind of like with the council culture thing like a lot of people who aren't even fans have are are part of this whole council culture of or they like canceling people that they're not even a genuine fan of in the first place so it's kind of like your opinion doesn't even count because you don't even fucking like the person that's why i'm not even parading about how much i'm quote-unquote canceling tory lanes like i said i only like one song by that nigga i'm not canceling him because i don't even listen to him in the first place it kind of it kind of um what you call it um it it balanced itself out like I'm not in that canceling uh conversation and but at the same time when I'm looking at this situation I'm not looking at it as a strict Meg the Stallion fan and looking at it just for plain out support of Meg the Stallion like of course I support her but I'm not Play, I'm, I'm not sitting here fronting like, 
oh, I'm going to listen to both sides of the story and then still be like, well, fuck what this nigga got to say. And that goes into my second point of, I, I'm a person that just genuinely believes that everybody deserves to tell their side of the story. I did find it a little funny that um, he took as long as he did, but I also understood that he did technically catch a case from this whole situation. So I wasn't looking at him not saying anything as an admission of guilt rather than maybe there's something going on in the background that we don't know about legally. And that's why he can't say anything because he did catch like a little baby case of a gun charge. He didn't get tried. He didn't catch a case for assault or attempt murder, but he did catch a possession of firearm case. So he still does have to be quiet for legal purposes. And people ignored that and still took it as an admission of guilt. And it's kind of like, no, no, no. He can't talk for legal purposes. So I, I, that's how I'm kind of looking at his silence. So the fact that he dropped it in an album per se is kind of interesting. Um, but I'm not mad that he dropped it. I, I find it distasteful because it's kind of like if you're trying to explain yourself and if you're still trying to like cupcake with Meg and be nice to her. I think it's very distasteful because it is kind of like, nigga, you're going to put me in a whole situation and pos and allegedly hurt me. And then you're going to put up a fucking album saying how much you didn't hurt me and how much you actually care about me. Fuck out of here. Like, nah, like it's distasteful as fuck. But as distasteful as it is, everybody has the right to speak their side of the story. And for this whole time, we've only heard Meg's side of the story. And a lot of people have flipped their script and are playing with the with the idea that Meg is lying and all this other stuff, right? I don't I don't think that's the case either, um, based on what I've been hearing. And I have a different kind of mindset because I've said before I hang out with a lot of men and I've been in my fair share of bullshit predicaments with men so I kind of have a different expectation and a different perspective on it and what what people are judging on is that they say she's kept on changing her story. They say she's not giving the details. They're saying, and then Tory Lanez is saying, like, there's no evidence to prove that I shot you. And it's going back and forth. Um, I personally think, and you know, and this is why I haven't made a podcast on it or really ranting about the whole thing and being all in the tea about it because my personal opinion honestly doesn't even change the narrative of being on Meg's side because honestly I think that he didn't shoot her out of malice I think somebody in the car was fighting over the gun and the gun accidentally went off and 
it hit the ground and it ricocheted and hit Meg. And it honestly doesn't make a difference because why is there a gun out in the first place? And to me, that's the more problematic part of the conversation that nobody is paying attention to is that whether he shot her or not, why is there a gun in the first place? And I don't know if it's confirmed that there was a security guard or whatever, but it's kind of like, why is the gun under the car seat and not with the security guard? Sorry, I'm like so out of shape and out of breath. Like, I swear to God, I'm not like 300 pounds, but there's a lot going on with me. So it's hard for me to breathe. Um, And I'm in the stuffy ass office. So it's like, ugh, I can't fucking breathe at all. Um, So it's like, why is there a gun out in the first place? And it kind of, and this is the general point I'm trying to get to. We are in this super, as black people, we are in this super hyper-sexualized, hyper-violent culture, especially in hip-hop per se. So we'll take hip-hop for example, or we'll make hip-hop as a case in point for this. Super hyper-sexualized, super violent. And whether or not he shot her, see, let me make this point. The only reason why I think it's important of the intention of her getting shot, because like I said, it doesn't really matter the intention because she still got shot. There was still a gun pulled out in the first fucking place. Why is that even a fucking situation in the beginning why are you pulling a gun out on a female why are you pulling guns out around females why do you have guns around females you're in you're in the car with two females why are you in a car with a gun you know what i mean so it really like my personal opinion doesn't really make a difference per se in terms of her being a victim but i just think that it's important for her and i don't and, and another part of it is I think something, and that's why I'm saying I think it was an accident because the way she went about it, she didn't press charges on this nigga. That tells me that she knew something else happened and she was trying to cut that nigga some slack because she knows that the situation is really messy and nobody would have came out a victim or an aggressor and... You know, in the story, there has to be a victim and an aggressor. So I think she genuinely did try to not even take the story there. That's why she didn't probably say anything. But his team kind of pushed that button. So now she spoke out and tipped the scale to her side of being a victim instead of it being a super neutral situation or whatever else may have happened. I don't think she put her hands on that nigga per se to be like, oh, he was self-defending himself. But I do think that possibly something else happened. And that's why there was fighting over the gun, which led to it going off and her getting the bullet fragments ricocheted at her. Um, And I, I also think that it's an important conversation to have because, you know, when you're, when you're in, when, when your story will shift somebody's life whether it's going to jail 
or ruining their career or ruining your career I think it's always best to like tell the truth and I've learned that from a little kid like and that's why I kind of know what she's doing because as a kid I I knew how to lie too so it's kind of like I know the purpose of lying and telling white lies and keeping certain things hidden like you know what I mean um that's why I'm like girl I know what you're doing like I know that you keep I know that there's more to this and you just didn't want to say anything at first because you knew it was going to be twice as messy um so you know um I I saw what Meg was doing but that doesn't take away with the fact that she's a victim so that's why I've been kind of hesitant to speak on it because it's kind of like there's really no point I'm just telling my personal opinion because we're just talking and we ain't got shit else to do but um you know with the fact that her story can be what sends this man to jail or not it's always important to tell the truth because if for whatever reason people or the court finds flaws in your side of the story from what you are telling not the truth but what you're telling that can be dangerous to you you can get in trouble for that sweetheart so I'm just saying like it's it's important to be honest because it can backfire on you so like how people are feeling like she's lying and all this other shit it can possibly backfire and he won't even get justice. And it's like, I put this in a Facebook post. Like, girl, you should have pressed charges from the jump if he really did that shit. Fuck covering for a nigga's ass. Like, if he really, if you really, if he really shot you, you should have told the cops after you got out of the hospital, like, that nigga shot me. And all of this wouldn't even be a fucking conversation. Because any nigga that put pulling a female out, a gun out on a female, yeah, your ass needs to be locked the fuck up. Like, fuck this bullshit. Like, women are already getting abused and shot the fuck up. And nothing gets done about it because they are in, they're not in a privileged situation. And that's my only thing with Meg with this whole thing is that you, she's sitting here chanting black lives matter, black women matter, black women are unprotected, but you're not even doing your part to protect that that phrase in itself. Like, if this nigga shot you, call the cops. Fuck that shit. I mean, I'm not saying call the cops on a nigga for every little thing, but getting a gun pulled out on you is warrant to call the cops because if he doesn't if it doesn't get taken care of then now it's gonna happen again and somebody really gonna get hurt and it's gonna continue and so it's kind of like that's the only thing I can give a side eye to Meg the Stallion about is like don't be sitting here saying black women's lives matter and black women are unprotected well you're not even doing your part in supporting that ideology and that's where I'm getting to with the whole hip-hop and hypersexualization and hyperviolence is kind of like all, you know, we're in a predicament where women are calling it taking back the narrative, taking back power in our sexuality and shit like that with, you know, the hypersexualization. But it's kind of like... 
I I get it to a degree because I've always been a woman that's com- that was comfortable in her sexuality. I like I never gave a fuck about talking about fucking and sucking niggas, but at the same time, it's kind of like I never felt that I needed to like I was doing that to get the approval of people or to like make myself known as that as like hypersexual if that makes any sense like I mostly joke about it like you know the raunchy shit I say usually comes from a place of joking but you know we got entertainers like Meg the Stallion sitting here like being hypersexualized for her own profit and we're covering it by saying oh it's owning up your sexuality it's liberating yourself all this other shit but at this and like a lot of black feminist youtubers make this point shout out to for harriet and shout out to chrissy and real talk with yanni i always watch them um great youtubers by the way you know i'm kind of with the sentiments that they make where it's kind of like is it really empowering if the empowerment benefits men like the images the imagery the visual the dialogue you know sure we talking about getting ours off but i mean technically speaking it's harder to get ours than it is for the men to get theirs so in that conversation who's still benefiting and I don't go, and I, I, it seems like I go hard on Meg the Stallion, and I'm really not. It's just like she's just in the forefront right now. And I honestly don't look too down upon her because she's only 24. And I was, the, and that's the funny part is like, I was the same fucking way at 24. I was raunchy, talking about fucking and sucking and getting mines at 24 and all this other stuff. But as I got older, you know, and. As I got older and as I started actually getting some, see, that's what nobody also is paying attention to is that the more you talk about it shows that how much you ain't getting it. So I'm also observing that would make the stallion like, girl, I remember when I was that age, like what you're doing is just um expressing it because you ain't actually doing nothing and that's what a lot of also another point like black feminists make is that you know we're promoting this hypersexuality but when the curtains close or when the spotlight is off you know these women are actually wholesome and wifey and reserved and oh I don't date a lot and da 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 oh but what happened to that whole make a nigga a bottom feeder oh but now you shy see and that's the funny and that's why I love me because it's like girl I see me and you all the time at 24 and I'm only 28 so it's not that big of an age difference but I am noticing it like you're doing this shit to get attention and it benefits men and then behind closed doors you're super reserved and you want to and you say that you know you're lonely on all this other stuff so it's kind of like 
you know, it, it, it kind of makes me sad because it kind of like, it kind of makes you think of like, damn, like the inter- industry really is shaping fe- black female culture around something that we're actually not. You know what I mean? And then when it comes to the violence, it's kind of like we're talking about Meg the Stallion getting shot by a man. And it kind of goes to like, you know, we're talking about protecting black women. All these niggas are talking, you know, are standing up for her. All these rappers are talking about how that's some punk ass shit. But then it's kind of like half of y'all niggas talk about slapping women, pimping women, and shooting up. Who and who cares? So it's like, y'all talk about toting guns all the time. And that's what I'm saying is kind of like, why was there even a gun in the first fucking place? Like, niggas always feel like they gotta bring guns. And I get it. Shit be getting crazy. And, you know, I personally ain't mad at a nigga for being strapped. But... If you are if you are sitting here with women and not no gangster ass women that you feel like who are in the streets just as much as you there's no reason for you to have a gun around you and bringing guns out around these women there are certain women that are in that lifestyle that's a totally different conversation men stallion ain't one of them women so it's kind of like we have this whole culture of being comfortable around guns and shit like that. And that's and this that's less of a black people thing and that's is more of an American thing. Like we have a real big gun toting culture and here we are in reckless ass situations with guns, civilians and officials. So it's like you know when I say why is there a gun in the first place? That's kind of what I'm getting to is like we're promoting all this gun violence and now we want to be surprised when somebody actually gets fucking shot and it's kind of like i'm sorry but i i can't make the meg the stallion situation super political because it's kind of like a reflection of everything that we promote but now we want to be upset about you know what i mean meg um female rappers want to be just as hardcore as the fellas and talk about how much they are savage, how much they running over niggas, all this other shit, which, okay, is cool to a degree. But then when you pick the wrong nigga, shit can get super real. And then when you pick the wrong nigga and you're actually not what you say you are shit can get super real that's why back in my day when i was messing with these knuckleheads i wasn't sitting here fronting like i was a super down ass bitch and i want to go everywhere this nigga go and i'm kissing his gun and shit like that i mean i'll do my little here and there's like you know what i mean like i'll if if we really handling business and i'm there okay i'll do whatever not whatever but you know i'll play my part i'll help a nigga out when I can but I ain't don't if I'm with you don't bring that shit around me don't even if I was married to a nigga that was like reckless not reckless but was kind of like in that type of business it's kind of like best believe 
that would shit would stay out of the motherfucking house because it's kind of like I always had the philosophy if you're a woman and you're married to a man or you're partnered with a man that's like in that business sure being a ride or die or being part of that shit is kind of you signed up for it but to a degree it's also and this is and this is for the men too this is not to take responsibility out the man it's kind of like you also got to do your part of keeping your woman out of that because if something happens to you you need your woman to be clear of that shit so she can handle whatever you can't handle when something happens to you so I always felt like keep that shit separate from me and um you know and I'll hold you down in case some shit happens so that's my little two cents on the whole Meg the Stallion thing it's kind of like girl I like you but just sit down somewhere Tori, shut the fuck up. Ain't nobody fucking with you because you did some bullshit or you're involved with some bullshit that shouldn't even happen in the first place. And, you know, like I was saying, it like I I really just wanted to step back on the whole May the Stallion thing about being like young. And it's it's just funny because now that I'm really thinking about it, like, yeah, that girl ain't getting none. Because she wouldn't even be saying half the shit that she says if she was really getting some. And, like, I remember one IG live, she was talking about how, um, she wanna, like, she can only be with a nigga that fuck her, like, four times back to back. Girl, that shit don't exist unless that nigga is high as fuck on drugs, okay? And the good drugs for dick game, not regular drugs, because regular drugs make a nigga's dick go down. Um, so it's like, girl, sit down somewhere. Ain't nobody, ain't no nigga fucking you like that. That shit don't exist. Even good dick don't do that. Because <laughs> if it was good, you wouldn't need four sessions back to back. Now, four sessions throughout the day is a totally different conversation. But that's not what you said. You said four times back to back. And that shit do not exist. The human body, the human male body does not exist like that. Unless he is on some type of supplement. So... Girl, us experienced chicks know what the business is. You can play that shit with these little young bras that don't know no better, but I know better. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so next topic, our fucking president got the coronavirus. Look at God. Look at God. Now... I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I don't wish death on that nigga, but um, I ain't praying for him. And I was talking to my, I was talking to Big Fella about this. And, you know, he made a kind of a valid point. Like, if something does happen to the president, it's going to be fucking chaos. And to a degree, sure. But we're already in fucking chaos because of this man. So I look at it more of a spirit at a spiritual standpoint of karma. And I'm not talking about you know the basic I I'm digging a little there's a, there's a couple levels to this karma and I'm hoping it plays out a little bit more so people can actually realize some shit. Um this man 
has turned the country against itself. He brings out the worst in people. He doesn't do his duties as a leader and as a commander in chief. He disrespects his country. He he's mocked professionals. He's 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 made people skeptical of experts and doctors and skeptical of how we should take care of ourselves. He's neglected this country um, or ne- along, you know, neglected and hasn't done his duties because this was a totally easy crisis to handle. And because he's so ignorant and he's so inexperienced and he's and he doesn't care, you know, here we are shut down. People are unhealthy. People are unwell. People are in a state of anxiety. Um, nobody trusts anything. So therefore we don't have us as a people, we don't have a reliable source to believe so that we can get, do the things that we need to do to, to get this taken care of. Um, He's so, it's just so many things. Like, he's so ignorant. He's so disrespectful. He doesn't take anything serious about this. And you you neglect and you mock your people so much. And now look, it all of your bullshit has come back to you. And it's kind of like, it goes to show you, like, you cannot continue to be an ass, for lack of a better word, and then continue to still think you're winning. Because that's what pretty much it's been, is that he he believes that he can do literally whatever he wants. He can be a crook, he can lie, he can be a chaos of a, agent of chaos, and he's still going to continue to win and profit and be the leader? No. No. Energy does not work like that. You get what you put out. And this man has put nothing but negative energy out. And I hope that he gets all of that energy back to him. Because this is so fucking sad. It really fucking is. Like... You know, people are getting sick. People are in a state of anxiety. People are losing their jobs. You know, kids aren't in school. And sure, the education system has its fucking flaws. No fucking doubt. But more to the educational experience and the school experience is not just curriculum. It's also social. So we're going to get a whole new generation of kids that are not in their normal social environments and they're going to be behind on those social skills because they're not around their classmates they're not growing around their classmates like you know how we all said you know back in the day how we all used to kind of be like the homeschool kids are weird or they do shit a whole different a whole you know different type of way or like you know as young adults or kids that are just graduated 
We know the fucking difference between a homeschool kid and a kid that went to a fucking regular high school in behaviors, behavior wise. So just imagine a whole generation of homeschool kids. That is going to be a bitch to work out and, and adjust to. And those of us who are not in this generation of being homeschooled, we're going to be like, what the fuck when we get integrated with each other again? So it's kind of like usually people don't do this type of learning until they're in college and late college at that. Like some people go straight into the online schooling from high school, but like a lot of people don't go into online schooling until they're like out of their core classes or their GEs or their general educational classes and they're doing shit that they just don't want to waste time on going to the campus for because they're actually working they're actually kind of getting established they got kids like you know people don't go into online schooling until maybe later in their higher education that's how it was for me I didn't do online until like my fourth year in school so that's going to be crazy to integrate back into and integrate with each other when shit does get up and running again so it's kind of like you've wreaked havoc on our society and now you want to be all like oh i got coronavirus and now we gotta take this serious because the president got it fuck out of here like no you reap what you sow nigga like that's the first rule of karma like you get what you put out and this is exactly what the fuck he gets and you know what i'm not gonna wish for the worst on him but at the same time um you know i'm gonna sit back and stand by like he said the debate we have the first presidential debates for this election period so ghetto so goddamn ghetto like Trump was talking over everybody he was arguing with the moderator like the dude was like this dude was really talking to him like a kindergarten teacher or like a middle school teacher like do you want to come over here and moderate like you know how the teacher used to be like oh do you want to come up here and teach the class same shit and that is so embarrassing that we have to talk to a 70 fucking year old like that. It's so embarrassing. And people are like, well, they were both embarrassing. Well, who, who, who set the tempo for that bad boy? Trump did. So it's kind of like, it's just a hot ass mess on toast. And people really have the audacity to compare Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And it's like... Look, <laughs> you can say what you want about Joe Biden's policies, past policies at that. You can say what you want about Kamala Harris's past policies. <sighs> I mean, what what do you want from America? You know what I mean? America has been on some bullshit since day uno. You know, we've been on bullshit since we've been killing Indians. Nothing is going to ever be, I mean, I'm not going to say for 
and forever, but there's nothing you're going to find out. There's nothing that you're going to say. There, There's nothing that anybody has going to, that has anybody done that is going to be a hundred percent for the minority. It, it just, it's just not in American politics. It never gets in the white house because let's face it. The people that vote white people, they vote for the shit that, you know, they all do. They, they vote for that shit. And that's what keeps these people in office a majority of the time. And what I have a problem with when it comes to the, the, some of the public opinion is all parrot, parrot talk. Everybody's copping each other's points. Oh, the crime bill. Oh, Kamala Harris locking black people, innocent black people up. Y'all ain't got nothing else on them. Nothing else. You know what I mean? Nothing else to make a point of. And then it's kind of like, we're just all, they're just all, people are just copying each other, but they're not even looking up the good that these politicians have done. Like, for example, when I did my homework, a little, my little bit of homework, I did find out that Kamala Harris, um, I believe she signed a bill or she participated in um, rehabilitation standards for sex trafficking victims and um, women that have been abused and abused and sex trafficked. And um, along with her quote unquote lock, locking people up, she does, she did introduce a, um, what do you call it? A, um, fuck, I just said the word too. Um, rehabilitation bill where people won't be repeat offenders. So she's done some good things. So it's not like she's just this evil, self-hating, semi-black woman that's just locking niggas up for no reason. Like, nah, like there's more to this analytic than people are really like digging into. But everybody just wants to parakeet each other. Everybody's just seeing these same talking points. And it's kind of like, it's, it's stupid. And it's like, it may be bots. I don't know, but it, it, it really, it's disappointing. Um, and Trump really set the tempo for this type of shit with the internet and with whoever he got in working behind the internet, because that was the whole thing with the Hillary um, Clinton campaign and election as well is that there was a lot of like Russian bots and a lot of Russian interference on the internet with her campaign and her smear campaign and her defamation because of um, Russian internet uh, Russian interference with um, all these type of facts and stuff like that so it's kind of like that's what worries me a little bit. So I think anybody who um, who is really serious about this should really keep that into consideration. So it's just a hot ass mess, but we gonna see how this bad boy plays out. I might do another sneaky episode tonight because it's been so long. So 
I might do another episode later on. Um, stay tuned for some spare change. Um, you know, take care. Do your homework for this election. Vote Biden and Kamala because Trump is an ass and we need to get some stability back in here like the grandpa said on the color purple when Sophia came back to life when she snapped back after um uh Whoopi Goldberg was talking shit to Mista she came back to life after being like abused and shit and she was like oh Sophia home now and the granddad that's always talking shit this nigga was talking shit through the whole color purple movie this nigga was like, good, we need some stability around here. Like, nigga, you causing half of the instability, which you're instigating. What you mean? So that's the same thing. Like, we need some stability back around here. And, you know, I've heard some shit. Like, first time hoe buyers might get that 50, might get 15K. You know, Kamala and um, Yang, this other camp um this other guy who was running for the presidential nomination i don't know if he's a senator i have to double check that they were talking about everybody need to get 2g a month until this coronavirus shit is done and i think if she wins she gonna be on that type of shit like they gonna be trying to get everybody situated until we can get this shit taken care of so be smart vote joe Biden and Kamala Harris for 2020. Um, yeah, take care, be safe, be well, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Maybe y'all get some spare change later. Peace.